If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back, everyone, to the Flowtrack Podcast. Flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com is our email address. My name is Kevin. His name is Gordon. Thanks to everybody for subscribing to the Flowtrack Podcast YouTube page. If you haven't already, go on out to YouTube and hit that subscribe button. The title of this episode that Gordon made here is Track is Back. Reacting to first post-world results. <laughs> <laughs> a track like, has been back for a while and then you put the reacting to first post world's results yeah there was a little bit of tongue twister in the title at the end because it felt like i was writing reacting to first world problems mm-hmm. it was just the first post world's results and yo track is back that's the the og slogan of flow track and yeah, yeah, yeah. i just have that vibe because we did such a big peak with all of worlds all the, the stories around it the discussions around all those races but now you're kind of like all right what next and seeing results happen this past weekend was a nice little reminder that like season's not over no people are back i don't know track is back and we're going to start seeing some uh, races as commonwealth games kicks off had a marathon this past weekend. The first track races start tomorrow, I believe. Yeah. And, you know, Diamond League schedule coming back together. So, and we saw a, a pretty interesting um, domestic meet out in Nash, uh, out in Memphis, Tennessee. So, mm-hmm. um, anyway, track is back. What a, good, what a good primer there. Did you ever take a class in college where the midterm was more than the final? Like it was worth more than the final? I think so, yeah. Or you had some sort of project that happened midway through that was worth more than the final? Ooh, I got a story on that. But So there was this one professor who laid out exactly how much everything was worth. And he's like, this is the rules. This is 10%. This is 15 This is whatever. And I was like, okay, 
you better follow this because I figured it out based on my grades that were coming through. I was like, I don't need to do anything for this final and I'm still going to get at least a B. And so I did a shit final on purpose. And then he didn't give me a B because I was, I was like, bro, you can't just change the way you do the math after the fact, because you knew that I took advantage of doing nothing at the end. He's like, no, but like, the last one is all encompassing. It's like, no, it's not. The last one is fifteen percent. That's not all encompassing. Yeah, yeah. All I had to 15%. do was get a get a get seven point five points out of fifteen and I was golden. And mm-hmm. he was like, No, well, you know, I changed my mind. Like, bro, you can't change your mind. Anyway, that's why I never became a mechanical engineer. <laughs> <laughs> it was Up a really bad part. Yeah. <laughs> Up until that last part, I was Giant comparison to the track season this year where all the weight was on the midterm. And then now we have a bunch of projects and a final exam coming on later on in the, in the summer because yeah. just with the way the calendar worked out and I'm looking at these Commonwealth games, not just results, but just like the news coming out and people like changing their mind about whether or not they're going to participate, switching to diamond leagues, switching events. I do think we'll get into it after this, but, Euros and Commonwealth being at the same time or same, you know, right kind of back to back is kind of interesting because I feel like some like some British athletes, they could probably feel like they could skip one but not both. And they're, they'll end up skipping Commonwealth. I'm just projecting here. I don't know if that's the mentality. But it's like, all right, I'll do Worlds. Commonwealth, whew, that's like right after. I need to take a breather. and then But then I'll come back for Europeans where I think – in a year where it would have just been, if the calendar worked out, were just like those two, then maybe they would have just skipped on Europeans. But um, yeah, like Tricky Jackson of Jamaica was supposed to run in Commonwealth Games, and now she's running over in Italy, which is fine. I just want to see them run. To me, it doesn't doesn't matter. Like if you run in the Commonwealth Games or you run in a Diamond League, you run in European Championships, you run in another meet, doesn't matter because we got U twenty starting as well too. So there's just all sorts of meets going on. So there'll be. There'll be plenty to watch, just a matter of who is where and who shut down their season. Yeah. Anyway. That's it. What are we going to talk about first? Great pod. Just a wonderful start to the pod. <laughs> we found out why Gordon did not become a mechanical engineer. Uh, let's just start at the top here. I thought the meet. Do you, know, do, you, mem- do you want to know what my, uh, my final project was for mechanical engineering that I failed and is why I never did it? I had a design. Sure. Uh, a cap that you can open with one hand. Like a bottle cap that you can open with one hand. And I called it the handicap. I was a little play on words, which I was more proud of my name than actual designing a cap that actually could be opened with one hand. And it failed miserably. We got it made, put it on the bottle, and I just tried to, it just wasn't even a cap. It was just like a, it was like at the top of a milk carton cap. I was like, what am I doing? Anyway. So why do you even don't get seven and a half out of 15? Caps. You should have gotten a zero out of 15. It doesn't work. I don't get it. Well, I, I did get this. I got like a two out of 15, but I needed the seven and a half. I was like, come oh. on, this cap looks good. It has a great name. You know, we're good. Give me seven and a half out of 15. But he gave me I thought you got, two. I thought you got, I thought you got the seven and a half and you needed more to get the B. No, no. Yeah. I needed very little and he gave me even less. It is weird. Well, that just shows you how bad your project was. <clears throat> it is weird, though, that he'd say, hey, the culminating project for a mechanical engineering class is going to only be worth 
15%. Yeah. Feels like he should have waited that more in retrospect. But, he should have. You know, Johns Hopkins and their threes. All right. Ed Murphy <laughs> Classic. I, Let's go I, into I, it. I say much. I'm sure it's a great school. Uh, in Memphis, Tennessee, women's 100. Let's start for it with the women's 100. Tanisha Terry, 1082, wind legal. That's a PB for her. Tamari Davis, 1083. Um, that's a remarkable time for Davis, who quietly has had just a remarkable run uh, this year. Going back um, to Music City, she ran 1091 legal. U.S. Outdoors, she ran 10.92 in the semis, then Windy, 10.78. Then she ran uh, 87 in the first round in Memphis, and then tops off with a 10.83. U.S. U-20 list, only Shakira Richardson, uh, 10.75, and NCAA champs has has been faster. So, Tamari Davis, still very young. Obviously, a a bright future for her, 19 years old. Uh, But also, Tanisha Terry gets... It's a PB too. So quick turnaround after world championships for her, but uh, some fast times for some young American sprinters. Yeah, this was like an unexpected result. Um, I think uh, I wasn't prepared to see this quick turnaround for some of the athletes who actually did compete at Worlds, specifically uh, Tunisia Terry. And uh, for her to just like coming off of, a world title in the four by one to just a few days later, set a new big yeah. PB. Very impressive. And it's, it's a legit time. 1082. Like obviously we've been a little spoiled with the, you know, the 10 fives and sixes and sevens, but 1082 when legal, you're creating a new baseline for yourselves, for yourself. And, uh, that's what you want to do. You want to slowly get better. And, uh, at one point, when you're in your peak of your career, be prepared to run like Shrika Jackson or Shelly Ann or Elaine Thompson or It's just that trio is going to be so hard to break through. And it starts with running 10 eights every time you're on the track. Yeah. Well, I think that four by one had to be a confidence boost for her. And if you look ahead to the coming years, people are going to circle that four by one as terry's like jumping off point right because that was not easy and i know jackson ran a really strong leg to close it down but for terry just to be able to stay composed run a really good leg herself and hold off a woman who had just run 21 4 in a 200 was no small feat what do you think of davis i mean davis went pro as a junior in high school you know before this year hadn't broken 11 seconds and now she's just consistently sub 11 and now kind of racking up a, a good array of solid 10 eights too. She yeah. just missed making the team and we could have potentially seen her on the relay. Remember she was one of the people we're talking about in that relay pool. They didn't ultimately use her, but uh, she's certainly taken advantage of this post world championship season. Yeah. I feel like she's kind of been right under our nose this whole time under the radar getting fourth. You know, a lot of times in U.S., I think U.S. sprinting, w- women sprinting, I mean, there was, there's obviously like the the marquee runner on the track and Shakari Richardson that all the attention and eyes are going to focus to. And then, you know, the whole USA's experience was 
the storyline was her not being on the team and not really that these three women that made the team, even though we knew they were good, Hobbs, Jefferson, and Terry, you know, there's just been a, a scene stealer in Richardson. But the third level degree is no one was even thinking about who got fourth and who got fourth yeah. was Tamari Davis. And she's only 19, turns 20 next year. And now she's running these 10 eights consistently. She's going to be a factor. And uh, there might be a quick changing of the guard in U.S. sprinting right before our eyes. Like you see, like obviously you look at Abby Steiner as a collegiate. She did well, you know, at Worlds, even not with the long, with the long season. You have Davis here who's just 19 running PBs. Mm -hmm. Terry's still pretty young. She's running a PB. You know, 23. Well, and Melissa so. Jefferson's 21, too. Melissa Jefferson, yep. That's another college. I see Jefferson, Steiner, Terry, Davis. Mm -hmm. It's like a new era. Yeah. Young core there for the U.S. women. And, again, I think you brought up a good point. You get spoiled seeing 10 sixes and stuff. 10 eights fast. 10 eights fast. 10 eight... And when you're when you're 19 is exceptionally quick. So we'll see for her. I, I wonder how much more she's going to run um, this season. But she's obviously in a great spot. Um, distant side of things. Yared Nagus wins the 1500, runs 334. Just he had the strangest season like four races ago, and he just continues to have this. I just don't understand this. This is it's kind of a remarkable story of resilience. That she's just like great race, then something bad happens, injury, something great happens. It's just like all over the place. And that's just how twenty twenty two is gonna be for Nagus, I guess, because beat some solid guys. I mean, Eric Holt was a legit contender at USA. Johnny Gregoric made the team, Sam Prakel in the mix, Sean McGordy. Like this was a, a, a solid field. Nagus beats them all and runs a, a pretty quick time, too. Um, I'm sure he wants to have, like, a more consistent type of season. But after USA's and the disappointment there, I'm, I'm sure he's happy with it. Is the, um, the standard for uh, 2023, is the, the um, time that you're allowed to – Get the standard. Has that officially opened for the 1500? I'm trying to look into it right now. So it looks see. like um, qualification window. It's I don't know. I don't know when the qualification window. I think it just open. opened. I think it did just it just open? Or did it open it... for like longer distance stuff? No, I think it just. Uh... Someone knows in the chat. Let us know. Yeah. I thought it was August 1st. They don't even have the July. standards. The standards aren't even known yet. So, Yeah, didn't they release them? No, they didn't release the 2023 standards. Oh. Yeah. Well, then how do they – then how could the qualification window – oh, I guess they retroactively go back. And if you ran the time, yeah. then you're good to go. Yeah. So, I mean, what was the last year? 335? 335 flat. So, yeah. So maybe, maybe yes, maybe no. Listen, I know we say this every year, 
But if the U.S. can't get a whole bunch of guys to run well under 335 in a race, then they're going to be in trouble. They're going to be in trouble come World Championship time because, what was it, 329 the winning time? Yeah. Jakob's not slowing down. You know, Chariot, Kipsang, Whiteman, Hoare, et cetera, et cetera, McSwain, Farah, Tier. They're all going to be there. So you got to be able to run well under 335. To even make a final, I think. Yeah. Um. So it says it just opened. According to Scott in the chat, but he says I have I no idea what the standards are. Oh wait, no, he has no idea. I don't think they announced the standards until the end of the year, like in the December. Right, but the meeting. window, the window I think is open. Is what I'm saying. Okay, but was this race I in that window? If it Does wasn't, it you just missed it. Yeah, August 1st wouldn't be a more of a sensible number. Just no, I think it was July. It's either July 31st or July 30th was, was when it opened. We don't know that for sure, though. Do we? We don't. We're just assuming? We're still, work, we're still working on confirmation. This is a really great podcast of us just talking about, we don't know, maybe, but it's not, it's not for sure. It could be one of Let's, these days. I, I, I kind of wish my internet would fail like during this part, so then we could have blamed it on that. But oh. internet's solid. My brain, not so much. much. Sage Herda ran 401, leading some people to ask the question, is she the next Kate Grace? I don't know. She's putting together a pretty good 815 um, PB resume. She's already lowered her 800 PB. I think she's run 158 low. I think she's run now. She's running 401, so she's flirting with the sub four in the 1500. Um, coming along good. 401 is no joke. You know, some uh, post collegiate elites, you know, they kind of cap out in the 404 to 406 range, and that yeah, only certain people are able to break through and start running the 401 to 350 seven range yeah and it looks like she's on the verge of you know doing that um wins easily wins by a lot um competition i'm not really who she beat isn't i mean i guess josette norris that's a good person to beat but yeah i think it's more about you're running 401 that's setting yourself up for 2023 and uh it would have been wild if she would have made the 2022 team, but I think 2023 she's going to be, you know. Which event? Oh. 15, right? <laughs> I think you got to do, uh, you got to do the eight again because there's four spots. Okay. True. <coughs> However, excuse me. three of those spots are going to be very hard to hit. You think she's more likely to get Top three in the 15 that she is to get fourth in the 800? Yes. Yes. I disagree. Without a doubt. I think. Because I don't. Right now, she could be. She could be number. If we had a 1500 meter race right now with all the best women in the U.S., I think she could finish in the, in the top three right now. I think she's that good. And with that style of racing, too. I mean, she can close, right? Because she has this 158 speed. So she can run with McGee. Why not? Yeah, she can run with McGee. But I just think that she is 
has a better shot at beating Allie Wilson than she does at beating Corey McGee. But it's not just Allie Wilson. It's Wilson. Aikens just ran 158. Like, there's a lot of women who are right there at 158. And you're, le- yeah. you're, leaving yourself, you're leaving yourself basically no margin for error because you got to figure somebody from that other group is going to pop in addition to the big three of Rodgers, Wilson, and, and I think Mo. But Mo did do her a solid. If Keely Hodgkinson was able to pass on that inside, then that would have been trouble for the U.S. women trying to qualify for the 800 next year. Yeah. I think she's – yeah. I, I agree with you. I think she she's going to be somebody that um, is in the mix for the team next year. It's obviously going to be a challenge, but I think she can do it. She's been really impressive. And on with Nagoose and her doing well, a good meet for on. I know the world champs didn't go well for them with Hoare not running well. Beamish didn't run well. Klecker is all right. Uh, Monson. They didn't. Mario Garcia Romo, but he's still training with Ryan Vanell. Like okay, he's hold coming on. in. So that narrative that on athletics had a bad world, did they really? Did we really think Jordy Beamish, Joe Klecker, and Alicia Monson were like metal threats? Well, you we didn't literally that, did picked, we? you literally picked Oliver Hoare to get a medal. So, I didn't so say yes, him. I didn't question. say him. I didn't say him. I said Jordy Beamish. No, uh, but you, ex- you expected. Did we think you that they were going to be? You expect Beamish. You expected Beamish to get out of the rounds. Klecker got ninth. I think that was that was a good performance for him. I don't think that was. I don't think that was a bad run. The problem is you have such a. You're looking at such a small group of people, and you're taking their performances and extrapolating it out to the whole group. Um, I thought Monson, that they did exactly it? as I would expect them to do. Monson got thirteenth. Yeah, it's it's mostly about Hoare and to a certain extent Beamish. That's what about Klecker and Monson did fine. Beamish really? We're like, oh, you should have made the final and got thirteenth in the final. Like, come on, who cares? Like, Beamish was not yeah. in anyone's mind upset. of. I know they're upset, but I'm just saying like. We can't, like, pretend that this team was, like, all, like, fringe metal threats. They weren't. Oliver Hoare was the only one that was actually legitimately right, he didn't make a the final. Threat. He didn't make the final. And then you thought that Beamish could make the final, and he didn't. Klecker <laughs> got ninth. I'm sure – I mean, Klecker beat Fisher at USA's in a totally different race. I know, but I'm sure that was probably in his mind. He probably wanted to be closer – to Fisher. Yeah, I'm not so saying they you... didn't want more. I'm sure all these athletes wanted more, but I'm saying like from a analytical standpoint, they did not like crash and burn and have an awful meet. They were what we thought they would most likely be. I don't know. Just like it seems kind of weird. It's like Yeah. All right. But you have low expectations I mean, for people. I believe in people, uh, unlike you. So I guess I no. I believe in the. And if you if you really want to say, if I would have said, I'll, if I would have said one on athletics athlete is going to get fourth in the fifteen hundred. Well, that doesn't that? Come on, come on, come on. Would you that have? Would, would you have been like, oh yeah, that's a pretty good meet for them, because that's the only person you would think that would do well. Like was Oliver Hoare getting fourth in the fifteen hundred? Well, they just happened to be Mario Garcia Romo doing it. 
not so. training with them yet, so I don't think that that one you can't really count yet. Now he'll be. Know, he was wearing the he's wearing the spikes, so uh, I'm sure they're happy to have him. I'm just when you only have a couple people, you get judged on like one performance carries a lot of weight, is what I'm saying. And you look at what Monson and Collector did at USA's. You probably thought they could have done a little bit better, but I'm no, with you. They also could have. They, they also could have done they worse. Ex- they could have done exactly how I think they did. There was no world where I had Joe Klecker stride for stride with Joshua Cheptegei. Like, that wasn't in the cards this year. I don't know. Right. I'm not trying Beamish, to, like, I think... You don't think Beamish, Beamish could have made the final over Parsons? You don't think Beamish sure. could have been a little bit closer to his NAU, uh, former NAU teammate? Do you think that, like, okay, should we we just be like, you know what, Bowerman, they didn't really do that well. You know, Woody Kincaid didn't make the final. You don't say that because you know that there's always going to be one or two athletes who have a bad day. That's just part of running. So we don't hold Woody Kincaid not making a final against Jerry Schumacher. So why would we hold Jordan? Well, you look at the whole group. You look at the whole group and you look, okay, well, but Grant did pretty well missed out on a couple opportunities mohamed he was in the mix all right courtney frerick so you can go athlete by athlete you could if you want to tell me bowerman didn't do as well as they wanted to i'd probably agree with that as well i think if i would give everyone a grade if i would give everyone a grade only one person on on athletics got below average Everyone was average or above, which means it wasn't bad. I think if there was multiple people who had failing grades, then that would be a bad meet. There was only one person who had a failing grade. Who? Or, based on his expectation of what he's capable of. If I had to grade them, I would say that Monson and Klecker, they got B, B pluses. I would say... That Jordy Beamish got a C. I would say Mario Garcia Romo got an A plus. No, you can't use them. And then I would say Oliver Hoare got a, like a D. No, I mean, you think Beamish running thirteen thirty six and missing out on qualifying by twelve seconds is a C? Yeah. I mean, I, I think you're forgetting how good he was earlier in the year. And I, I don't, I don't think anybody was saying he's in a medal or even in the top eight. But I think make the final was very realistic for him. Yeah, but, but like that's all it was. It was just like, oh, listen, this whole thing started. This is we're in danger of going into the uh, Adidas versus Nike four by one Bednarik versus Norman uh, rabbit hole. I think, I think I started this off by saying it was a good meet for on athletics with Nagus and Herda running well. And after Worlds, they're probably happy to have some good results. You're like, wait a minute. They aren't, weren't as bad as they thought they were. They weren't. That's, in my mind. They weren't as bad as I just said. I just said, the, okay, these two results, though, are they better than anything at Worlds? I think they are. That was my point. Sure. I'm not counting Romo because he was a yeah, late addition. No, I get it. Okay. I get it. That's all I was saying. All I was saying. Oh, speaking of uh... – our 19-minute debate about Kenny Bednarik versus Michael Norman. Did you look at the comments? No, 
I don't I don't look at comments. There were some people who were taking my side. And they were like, internet, I hate man. to say, they're like, I hate to say this, but Gordon has a point. I love that. When no. everyone has to say, I hate to say it, but Gordon has a point. What was your point? Look at this controversial opinion, but I would take Norman over Ben Eric for my four by one fantasy lineup. Look at this. There's so many people who are like, you know what? I so many Gordon. people. Yeah. Just so saying. many people. So many people are. I just am happy you put a 19 minute YouTube clip up about this about literally one of the Look largest right. of time jared step i've got to go with gordon on this one norman has curly like talent in the one and two maybe even more talent than curly based on the quality of his samples norman's the thoroughbred <laughs> here kenny's working his tail off and probably going to continue to improve but edge goes to norman thank you does anybody agree with me in there colt can you find one that says no, we don't read those. We don't read the. Honestly, no, Gordon is right. Michael Norman is actually shape can beat most of the hundred guys out there. Based on what he literally ran the hundred last year and lost to a lot of those guys. <laughs> this is not. This should not be an anti-Norman in the hundred thing. I think he's great. He's a big talent, and with more time and training, maybe he could get there. But you're saying right now, who would be on the team? It would be Bednarik. It's not close. And Eric, underrated for a guy who's got two silver medals in the 200 and competes regularly in the 100. Not underrated but, in my book. He's the you 2023 want to, you world got, champion. You want to base everything off of a, a one-off race in a in the in the COVID year in 100. That's we want to put everything on that. That's fine. That's fine. All right. What's Were next? the track short? Were the track short? In, during COVID or something that I didn't know about? Did no, not, no did but you're, mis- like you're Mr. You got to do it two times. You're Mr. Not, one time doesn't count. You got to do things twice because Carl Lewis told you once and then you tell everybody that and the, that one performance doesn't count. It's your second and your third. And that's literally yeah. Norman in the 100 is one performance. No, he has Again. a 990. He's a 990. That's his second performance. Right, but you're not saying he's a 990 guy. You're saying he's a 98 guy is what you're saying. No, I'm saying. saying he's... Faster than Kenny Bednarik. That's what I'm saying. Right, and as evidence pointing to that, you are. We're not going to. You're not going to bait me into this again. We're not doing. <laughs> you almost got him, again. Gordon. You almost got him. <laughs> I mean, you're 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 objectively wrong, but that's fine. I disagree if with we that had a relay, statement. If we ran objectively a relay team wrong? right now, yes. If we ran a relay right now, it would be Kenny. It would not be Mm-mm. Norman. Norman's great oh. again, and the Nike team would beat Adidas. You can't just throw out the word objectively. It's subjectively. Come on, bro. Stop mixing words. No, no, no. It's you're objectively wrong. I know the difference between objective no. and subjective. And you're, you're saying I'm wrong. subjectively wrong. You're not objectively telling me I'm wrong. Your facts are just your opinions. No, I'm telling you you're wrong. I'm so confident that it's an objective opinion. That's what I'm saying. You're not. You're not getting the. Okay. Anyway. So confident. All right. Objective opinion. That's. What level of confidence do you need the subjective becomes objective? Like, what's that point? You're right on that. You're right on that. It was a turn of phrase. Yeah. I'm saying I'm confident that you're wrong. Uh, and results, we talked about Aikens, 158. Jonah Kovic, 144. Would have been cool to see what he could have done in the second round of Worlds, but he got DQ'd. That was a bummer. Yeah. What do you think his ceiling is going to be? I mean, he looked good in that first round. 
or a round that all the other Americans did not look good in. So you were thinking, ooh, maybe this is his breakout moment. But then, you know, bullshit, DQ just ended that. Makes his first team. I remember talking to his coach after he made the first team uh, at USA's, and apparently uh, his coach was trying to – no, his coach was trying to make him run the 5K. Yeah. Scott Smith Scott, – uh, Scott Simmons was trying to make him run the um, – 5K, make him run a 1,500 more. But Jordan was like, no, 800. And he's like, all right. Yeah. Well, looks like it was a good decision. You know? So Coach now is like, yeah. right, I guess you're right. I guess you aren't a 5K runner right now. You can run the 800 because, you know, he's he's winning races. He's just kind of on a he's, on a good hot streak right now. He's never run under 340 in the 1,500 or broken four in the mile. So I think the 800 is where he's at. What's his ceiling? He could win the gold medal. The 800. That's the ceiling. I know that you're saying that as a joke, but it's actually kind of true because of the. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. You're reading me incorrectly today. Just you're not getting the sarcasm when I'm using sarcasm, and when I'm being serious, you're not understanding I'm being serious. There is sarcasm in that. There's sarcasm. No, there's not mocking. I mean, if last year you saw a guy run 144, would and I said, I think that guy's ceiling is he could win gold. You'd be like Gordon. You're stupid. You're crazy. At what point in the season? No, I'm not. I'm looking at the field, and I'm looking at him. He's 25 years old. He can win a gold medal in the 800. You have to take into account competition. You have to take into account competition when you're making a projection of how good someone would be. If if the Rudisha was still there, if 2012 Rudisha was there, if 2019 Brazier was there, then I would say, what could he do? Maybe he could be a medal guy, but they're not there. So I'm yeah. saying he, his ceiling is a gold medal. He can win a gold medal. Now, you could say, what's Bryce Hopple's ceiling? And I would probably tell you the same thing, gold medal. I could say gold medal for a lot of these guys, but that doesn't mean it doesn't apply to Jonah Koech. He absolutely can win a gold medal next year. Absolutely. Did you see any signs this year that the 800 is going to change dramatically for next year? I saw no signs. Yet we should say yet the, because there's yeah. so, there's some more meets coming, right? So yeah, I'm I'm just I believe that there's going to be one race, maybe it's at Monaco, where we just see a old the glory days of our 800, like some race out there that's just like okay, life is normal, and I think we'll ride that high into 2023. I I'm willing to I believe that this is just going to be a one-off version of the 800 on the men's side. I think next year is going to be Well, it's be been two years, so we're already at a two-off. Two-off? It's a new word. It's been two years. Was it good last yeah. year? Was it fast no, it last wasn't. year? I forgot Olympic about that. Olympic final was it tactical. Wasn't. Yeah, it was yeah, wide right. open. If career yeah. gets back to old career, yeah, 142, and then and then he's the guy. I think what's more likely is one of these younger guys or someone not even known to us yet is going to pop up and be the next guy. But maybe one of the younger guys is going to be that guy who then starts cranking out some some 143s and then is able to run 142. Yeah. Or Brazier gets back. But I don't. I didn't see anything yet, and I'm still waiting. I didn't see anything yet to make me think that the men's 800 has changed at all from where it was earlier in the season. So. 
we would enter, if that's the case, we would enter 2023 with it being wide open again. With us doing another prediction contest where 300 people enter and literally nobody gets the medalist right. A three. I would have had a Venmo someone 60, 60 bucks if they would have won. A three off, exactly. Anyway. All right. Checking on the chat. Niels, thank you. Qualifications window. July 31st, 2022 through July 30th, 2023. What it sounds like. So that meet was the day before that. So they missed it so by a day. They missed it by that much. Unless it was at midnight. No, I don't. So did. That's did, for. Like Herta's time count? Or no? No. No, that was. The meet was July 29th and 30th, correct? So Maybe. Yeah, pull up. Yeah, pull pull that up. Cole, pull up the stats. Uh, it should be on there. Okay, or yeah, just the date of the meet. <laughs> I was to say you could look it up on World Athletics too. But what does that say? I can't even see it. It's too small. Through the okay. Twenty ninth. Date sorry. confirmed. We're rolling. No, you're good, Cole. You are locked in. You are definitely not the weak point of the show, right now. Who is? It's not you either, Gordon. No, it's it's a combination of us. It's definitely not Colt. Colt's not the problem. All right. What else? Shrika Jackson ran 11-1 in the 100. She did? Yeah. When? In Italy. Tune it up. She's running – apparently she's running the Diamond League this weekend in uh, – uh, don't remember the exact city, but um, she's scheduled. I think she's running in Silesia this weekend. The di- that first post worlds diamond league, which is in five days. Let me pull up the entries for that women's hundred. She's not in the hundred. Fraser Price is in the hundred. Oh man, that's gonna be a good hundred. All the U.S. people are there. Um, Cole, I'll throw this on the thing. We can run through some of these if you want. Um, is she in the 200? Is there a 200? There is a 200. Let's see. Okay, yeah, she is in the 200. Miller, Weibo, Prandini, Gabby Thomas. This is going to be a good meet. Here, sorry, Colt. I will put that on the rundown. Boom. Throw that women's 200 field up there, Colt, when you can, and then the women's 100. A lot of stars locked in there. I mean, I think people wanted to see her run the uh, Commonwealth Games. Wearing the Jamaican colors, but yeah, if you scroll down there, Colt, you'll see the women's two hundred. There we go. No, it's not. It's you're in fine. English. You're fine. Scroll all the way down. Yeah, that's the wrong. Third from the bottom. Okay, now maybe Colt might be one of the weaker parts of the show. Yeah. If I'm power, if I'm power <laughs> ranking these. Tamara Clark, Tania Gaynor. Uh, yeah. So Jackson's in there. Miller, Weibo, Prandini, and Gabby Thomas. And then if you go over to the hundred, that's where you got a uh, yep, Shelly and Fraser Price running in the hundred. So. Gonna be good. We'll see what they have. We'll see what they have. You know, post post world championships. I've seen it go both ways, and I've been confident in both directions and been proven wrong in both directions. Both ah, they're all gonna be flat. No one's gonna run fast, and then oh, people are gonna be real fast because pressure's off. Cole, it's at the bottom. The better events are at the bottom. That's what we need to to realize here. Yeah, Fraser Price, Hobbs, Jefferson, 
uh, Terry, and that one. So that'll be a good one. So we'll talk Kevin, more about great, this one on Friday. Kevin, you do a great job at hyping up events. You should be a meet promoter because you come up with really great slogans. Like, we'll see what they have. And the come great events watch. are at the bottom. Watch. Come watch Who them can't? run. Why? Because hey. we will see what they have. I'm not here to promote the meet. I'm here to tell tell the truth here. Are you okay. like the range of possible times Shelly and Fraser Price could run is enormous. Agree or disagree? Agree. Would a 10-6 surprise you? A win, a win would not surprise you either way, right? Or we expect a win, right? But yes. a win in 10-6, would that surprise you? No. A win in 11-0, would that surprise you? No. So that's my point when I say we'll see what they have. It's just any sort of time is on the table after World Championships. And yeah. I've predicted wrong in both directions is what I'm saying. I'm always going to predict that they're going to run slow until they start running fast again. You should be a meat promoter. That's better than I can come up with. <laughs> they're going to run slow until, until they, they start run running fast. Hey, can you pull one more up, Colt, here? Can you go down to the bottom? and Who's in the men's 100? I'm just curious who's, who's still going to be running that event. Blake, Blake, okay. Bracey, Bromel, Coleman. Oh, Hall. Yeah, see, you said you weren't interested in the post-World Championships 100. I am. That's a good group. It's a good group. No, no Curly. I want to see but... Coleman, like, run a really fast time. I think we want to see Coleman get back to, like, his 9-7 days. He's been kind of treading water all year long. And, uh... I want to see that. You want to see the super sweep in 2023? Yeah. Didn't quite get it. And didn't didn't get it in twenty twenty uh twenty twenty two. Uh Commonwealth Games, you've been plugged into the Commonwealth Games, Gordon? Super plugged, bro. That's all I thought about this week. Okay. Uh, big story in the marathon. Uh Kip got of uh, he went the wrong way, the winner, but he was ahead by so much it didn't matter. Uh, so uh Kipling got got gold. Uh on the men's How side. How did he go the wrong Again, way? Uh, he said the motorcycles led him the wrong way. And then he was able to, to get back. But again, he had such a Classic. big margin. Classic motorcycles. Was it the motorcycles or is he blaming the motorcycles? And not that keeps himself. happening, right? We saw that in a different race earlier, like earlier this year, didn't we? Boston, they kept going straight. And uh, they almost missed that final turn. And then some volunteer. Tokyo, too. Was, yeah, the Tokyo one's what I'm thinking of, where he like fully yeah. went the wrong direction for like half a block. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But usually they put that blue line on the ground. Seems like it'd be pretty easy, but it's just put a blue line ground. for a marathon. That's a lot of paint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've done that like in New York, and then people follow it too because that's you know the shortest distance. So so they'll stick right on that. I don't know if they did that in the Commonwealth Games, but uh, I don't know. Loud, a lot of commotion. Uh, didn't matter. Ran 210, uh, 210.55. So, Victor Kipling got gold medalist. They're starting the running of the other running events today. This was this was the kickoff. So, we'll see that today, and then also U20s are starting today as well. So it's actually like a lot of track for World Championships ending two weeks ago. 
Can we go back to that photo that you were showing? Why is the Birmingham 2022 upside down? Maybe the wind? Isn't that weird? Seems like they should have positioned it better for the photo. Maybe um, it was the right side up, and then with the motorcycles going off the course, just pandemonium ensued, and everybody lost their bearings, and they just were. Maybe you know, it was a free for all. Just grab the tape; he's coming. Do you like finishing tape? You pro or con on finishing tape? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm con. I do think it's funny though that we think that. Finishing tape is supposed to be broken, but it's actually not. Like, I think mm-hmm. you're as a child, you think you the tape breaks, but actually it doesn't. Like, they, it's not designed that way. They just let go of it and it just falls down. Mm-hmm. There's no like breaking the tape, which kind of reminds me of different things that I thought of watching track as a child, not knowing how things work. Like, I used to think that it, you actually break the tape, which doesn't happen, they just drop the tape. I used to think blocks mm-hmm. that they actually were mechanical and they would like shift your legs. So they are like propel you. That's why I thought people use blocks. Cause I thought it was to propel like all of a sudden when the buzzer go off, it just does a quick like shift like this. And then you're all right. You go forward. And I remember when I first got blocks, like as a, <laughs> I didn't, I did, it took a while. Like my like freshman year of no, maybe it was eighth grade. First time I like saw blocks in real life on a track. Yeah. I was like, Ooh, I want to try it. I want to see how far it projects me. I was like, wait, they don't move. We got the cheap versions. Why didn't they invest in the ones that actually move? So then another year goes by and then I realized, oh, they all don't move. It's not just the ones that my school has. Yeah. So, so how long into your decade of watching track? Cause I know you've been watching for about a decade now. Uh, did you realize the blocks didn't move? Did you not have ever have that thought that you thought the blocks moved? I never thought the blocks moved. I can honestly really when you're I like, was, I, well, I was interested in the different types it. of. No, 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 I didn't think that. It was interesting though because you'd hear stories from like your coach and stuff growing up, or like parents and or siblings. Like we used to have cinders, and then they dig the hole, and then you put your foot, in, and then you like watch chariots of fire. So, just I, I knew there was just like a different system of of starting that it happened like all throughout but i never thought that they moved my one thing and this is not a very uh crazy opinion because i think a lot of people have it when you're young and you're watching track they just everybody looks like they're going slow especially in the distance races and you're like man why aren't they like running faster and then you're and then you run for the first time and you're like oh okay how fast did i run that lap and they did 12 of them that fast and i would have been how far behind like just it doesn't – I feel like the sprints, it, it captures it, uh, but everything farther than like a 400, it just – it looks ridiculously – it actually looks doable for no, yeah. normal people when it's clearly not. One other thing, well, I, I thought blocks propelled you. When I watched track and field in the 90s and my child brain, the camera was so zoomed in on the track that I didn't know how big mm-hmm. the track was. I didn't know it was an oval. 
And I was like, ooh, they're running a curve. Oh, they're running the curve again. Oh, they're running a curve. I thought there was like three curves to a track and not two. I'm surprised you didn't get an A in your engineering classes. <laughs> I mean, once they zoomed out, I learned that there was only two curves to a track. But when I was watching it on tel- television, they were so zoomed in on Michael Johnson that I was just thinking like, yeah. oh, you know, I didn't know like, what is a track? Yeah. I also thought little, little confessions. Cuz watching in the 90s mostly Olympics, everything was prepackaged and they you know the, the the tape delay and oftentimes they had the it almost felt like they had the benefit of kn- knowing who won before it was aired. I don't know if they ever redid the commentary, but it, it felt like the favorite always won. Like the person who yeah. they chose to talk about literally always won. It seemed it seemed scripted. So then when I got older and you know, the way meets were broadcast changed or there was a, an American meet on and they would talk about someone who didn't win. It was just like, wait a minute, what? That's not, that's not how it was supposed to happen. But that was my memory early on. It's like whoever they talked about in the beginning won the race without fail. Should we, should we do a confession? Is it time for a confession? Uh, Colt, go to YouTube and bring up uh, Justin Knight, Sam Parsons. Fashion time. I wonder where you're going with this. Sam Parsons. Uh, scroll down. No, scroll down. Not the first. That that one. The one. The one. Justin Knight unleashes huge kick. So, uh, this race right so here. For those of you listening and not watching, Gordon, you want to explain what we're seeing? Okay, so this is a kick from the Nutty Comb Invite 2016. You see Sam Parsons in the lead. And Justin Knight basically just like takes him down in the in the final fifty meters, and it was like a really cool kick. You can fast forward to the kick, maybe a little bit. Yeah. So here comes the kick. Yeah, it's good. And the way it's so the shot. If if you haven't seen, yeah. hold on, hold on. Pause it for a second. Pause it for a second. Go back. Go back. Go back. Wait, wait, wait. The way it's shot. If people haven't seen it, it's from a cart cam on the side, and Knight looks like he's sped up. Like he looks like he's running yes. like 300 miles an hour to catch Sam Parsons. It's an awesome, awesome kick. I'm sure you've seen it a bunch. But anyway, go ahead. So the, conf- the confession of this is I knew the result of this kick after it happened already, before it happened. Because my monitor was delayed. My commentary was delayed by like 10 seconds. So mm-hmm. I knew that Justin Knight was going to cuz I saw it happen. I saw Justin Knight do the kick and then I had 10 seconds to prepare for when the kick actually happened. So my commentary because of a delay is yeah. delayed. So this is me was like, "Oh, oh, watch out for Justin Knight." Yeah, yeah. Well, in your defense, it became really obvious what was going to happen after about two strides because I don't know what the finishing like the margin of victory is. But it feels like he wins by 50 meters after this because he kicks away from him with plenty of time to go. I think Parsons ends up getting past even for second. Yeah. You do have that little added benefit of a couple seconds. Yeah. For mo- most I'm broadcasts. Some broadcasts are broadcast. But... Anyway. Big kick. Justin Knight. Uh, Colt. Just need an excuse to show that again. Sorry, Sam. But I'm sure he appreciates it. He loves that, that race. So. 
I mean, just an insane kick. Uh, anything that you thought about track when you were watching as a kid? I know you watched a ton of track growing up. You still, you're a big track guy. Ooh. We all know that about you. Uh, yeah, I'm a big track fan for sure. All the time, all the time, have been. Um, uh, not necessarily. I guess like there was always the rumor of we weren't allowed to throw javelin because some kid got stabbed by a javelin somewhere in the United States. So that's why we weren't allowed. Well, to That happens. It. That okay. happened. Yeah, that's happened. That happened. Oh, that was true. Happened. That wasn't. That wasn't like a. Well, that's. Oh damn! It happened okay. to Elijah Godwin. Yeah. Well, no, he walked backwards into a javelin. Oh yeah, he, remember? Yeah. <laughs> he was running <laughs> backwards, and it. Yeah, he went right through his back. A guy on the a guy who made the the team this year, Colt, ran the ran the four by four. Got oh geez, really injured. In I thought college. that was like a fake story, like excuse for why we didn't throw the javelin, but. You thought it was like a don't do drugs PSA type thing. Yeah, I thought it was like a dare campaign. Well, a lot of schools just feel like they don't have the space to do it safely, so they don't. And a lot of high schools don't even sanction, like states don't even sanction the javelin or hammer because of that. Yeah, we but didn't have hammer either. You know, what's, you know what's crazy dangerous, though? Discus. And most, pretty much all states do that. Like, I, I have that, vivid yeah. memories. <laughs> Very dangerous. I have vivid memories of almost getting hit or my teammates being out for a run and being like, what's this metal thing that just landed almost at our feet while we were running it's like wait no one knew that the throwers were throwing in that field and we just decided to cut across like yeah you avert disaster um i remember watching like olympic trials in 2016 and watching the discus competition watching the discus like skitter across the infield at hayward and being like man if it took like one bad hop that thing could get on the onto the track i'm like who knows what would happen i mean there's obviously been horribly tragic stories of stuff like that happening. But I just, I, I was, I was still amazed that like there wasn't like an additional like safety precaution that they took to make sure that that, that didn't happen. Not sure what it would be, but. Anyway. Let's go to comments. YouTube. Yep. Uh, we should check our email. I did. I did check it last night. A bolt did not email. I was checking to see Bolton if he did it. Email. We need yeah, to get him on the side. Yeah. Uh, let's see comments here. Uh, I don't want to see Sid. This is from Dr. J.D. Smith. I don't want to see Sid in a four-meter hurdles again. She is too great. I want to see her run the open 400. Agreed. I kind of agree with that. Actually, I'll take the kind out of it. I agree with that. Um. Yeah, I don't – that Monaco decision will be interesting to me, what she decides to run in Monaco. And I think that – if she runs the four there, I think that's a good indication of where she's going. If she runs the four in her hurdles there, I, I don't think that means that she's not going to run the open next year. But it's more just like, hey, I'm kind of comfortable with this 400 hurdle thing. I'll just keep doing it for another race. But I think if she moves to the – runs the four already – and run something crazy fast, which she's going to do, then I think that's a good indication about where we're heading into 2023. But I would love to see the double too. Like, I'm I'm all in on watching her run the 400 hurdles again at a championship if it's part of the double. And they need to make that double possible. They're not going to. Sure they could. Nothing ever Why goes as they? we want. Nothing ever goes as we want. It's so funny to me 
how many athletes individually petitioned to have the schedule change that we never hear about. I mean, we hear about it after, but it, it's not as if there's this like formal public process. Like Jakob Ingebrigtsen is hereby demanding a schedule change. You just read about it after like, oh, Jakob's trying to get the schedule change. You know how you could solve this? Have a universal Crazy schedule. Idea. Yes. Uh, it's the same no matter what, no matter where, no matter how, no matter when. Yes, I get it. And it allows for all the doubles that make sense. That's that's what I would say. Um, Anthony says, why should she run the double? She shouldn't. She should run the double because it's an added challenge. And she's a transcendent athlete. And I want to see transcendent athletes do awesome things. That's why. Um, Kelvin says, Shelly's scheduled running five meets. Salisa, Hungary, Monica, Lausanne, and Brussels. I mean, that's what you want to see too, right? If there's big meets on the schedule, you want to see the big the the, the big players running them. And there's yeah. no one bigger than Shelly Ann right now. So, yeah, go for it. It's a little crazy, though, to think about um, like how, how many – how long her season would go um, and how much of the season – there's left after the world championships, but who's going to be against watching Fraser Price run? The competition. Sure. We don't want to get beat. We don't yeah. want to get our no, ass handed but... to us by someone who's 10 years older than us. Yeah, but, but I, I think she ran a lot post Olympics last year. So why not keep that going into 2020 in 2022? Um, David says, Kevin, do you think repassage, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. I pronounced it right once because I looked it up, but I don't have the pronunciation in front of me in 24 will help those who try to double. Hmm. I didn't think about its impact on the doublers. So if you're trying to double theoretically, you would not go to that heat. You would have no use for that heat. But I guess it would lengthen out the time that an event would take place. But without having seen the schedule for sure, I'm not sure. But yeah, ideally, if you put in another day, like if there's another day of the 1500, that's this bonus heat that Jakob gets to then, let's just use Ingebrigtsen, for example, in the 1500. Let's say the five is in the beginning of the meet or whatever, or even the 15s. Let's just say they're in two different sections of the meet, right? And instead of having um, three days in a row or he has to go first round semi-final, there's just, just that added day there where this heat takes place. Sure, I could see that. There's also just some weird things with the schedule. Like Michael Johnson brought up the men's 400 schedule this year, like from these world championships, right? And just how like strange it was. Like it wasn't three consecutive days. It was a bunch of off days. And, like this thing gets – the schedule gets tweaked every single year, um, so it's difficult to know for sure. But if you're selling, telling me you're adding in an extra day's rest, um, then uh, then I think it would help the people trying to double for sure, as long as it doesn't interfere with the final of the next. Well, that's year. what I'm saying. Imagine someone wants to do a double, but the first round of their double interferes with the final of their origin of their first event. Oh, so what they do is it, they run the final. And then they jog the first round, purposely get dead last, and then treat the repressage round as their 
true qualifying round. Yeah. But I'm also thinking it just pushes the final day back, which limits the rest between, say, final of the 1500 and first round of the 5000. It would cut that time down, too, which could be a problem. Yeah. So maybe there is a downside to it. Although, if Jakob or whoever is having trouble, Gudafsa guy is having trouble getting through the first round of the 5,000, they're probably going to be in trouble when it comes time for the finals. But Yeah, I don't know. Like, even if you had a set schedule, this totally would ruin it, Any introducing this sort of format. It would change everything. It's going to be a nightmare for schedules. I'm assuming – do you think – so they're doing the, they're not doing this for the hundred, right? But the two, the four, the eight, all the way up to the fifteen. Fifteen, they have to do it on different days, is my assumption. The eight, I'm assuming they do it on different days. But do you think for the four and the two, the the reposage would be on this like would double up on a day like a morning and then an evening? Is that what you think they would do? For the two, they would. I don't think they would do that for the four though. Dudes, hurdles. I, I guess they would just throw them on the same day. I don't know. There's why just... don't we just why don't we just wait for like two years and then we can find out? Because I want to know now. Because this is something we need to talk about in 2022. You know, now in August 1st of 2022, what's going on? In well, I think it's a pretty. Paris I think it's a pretty big change. I think it's a pretty big change. That yeah, you've obviously already pointed out a flaw in it. I've talked about their the other issues that could take place with it, just in terms of like, you just, there's no incentive for those people to, to be the first one out. Right. Because then they have to go run another heat and then they're going to be tired when they get to the semis. So the chances of them getting through are low, lower, like there's clearly some issues with this thing. And I wonder how much they thought all, all that out. Cause it's going to be embarrassing if, if what you say happens, but I could see someone doing that and that's, and that'd be an embarrassing moment for the sport. Bunch of people to start jogging midway through. Oh no, it's okay. There's another heat that they're going to get to run. That's that's not that's not a good look. Yeah. Well, you know, that's what happens though in like all sports, right? Oh, a football team plays all their third strings because they already have the playoff spot clinched. It looks bad to watch third stringers play, but they know it doesn't matter. So. Yeah, but we already have that. We already have that with regular season track meets where people don't try. We don't need this again at the Olympics. The Olympics should be different. This would be more like at the Super Bowl, people or the NBA final, people stop trying when they get behind, and but then there's no penalty for it. They just show up again. The I next mean, they day. do that. I, it's called the NBA. It's called a seven game series. Like once you're down by twenty in game two, you pull all your starters and you take the L, and then you try to win game three. Yeah, but you lose that game, though. You lose that game, and then it's over. But you're not incentivized. Like, in this, you'd gain an advantage. Whoever tries the least would gain an advantage on the next game. In the scenario you're talking about, probably both teams pull their starters, and it's like, all right, one team won, one team lost, move on, clean slate, next game. This would have a carryover effect because you'd have some people who tried getting punished for trying versus the jogging group. I just... They took something that was pretty simple to understand that they assumed the commoners could not understand. Like, there's no way they'll be able to figure out this time qualifying thing and instead introduce this 
system that has all sorts of flaws in it, which people will understand less. Why is the guy in last? Why are the three people in the back of the pack race walking this final 200? Well, it's because there's a repassage heat. Like, that's just so much more difficult to explain. That'd be so great if they do start race walking, though. They're like, all right, we got to act like we're trying. I don't want to run. All right, let's race walk. Got it. And they race walk the last lap of a 1500. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. This is a podcast. Just a terrific podcast. They're only going up from here. From here on out. Wednesday. Wednesday, we'll be able to talk some U20 results, some more Commonwealth results. Maybe we'll we'll do the first half of our Silesia Diamond League Mega preview. preview. We'll just split that, split that bad boy into two, man. It's pretty star-studded fields. These fields might be better than anything before the World Championships. Could be. Some big names. I do look forward to Saturday's pod. Doing it back, going back to the live reaction pods. And you doing a solo pod. So you want solo? That'll be exciting. Uh, most likely. Depends how my son's baseball playoffs turn out. So we're in playoff time, Gordon. Got in check time, time over here. Yep. We'll see. We'll see what we have left. I'm, I'm, host, I'm thinking about a, hosting a, a party on Friday or Saturday night at my house. And I'm mm-hmm. trying to come up with a theme for the party. And Ooh. I think I have my theme. The theme is going to be talent show. And so what that means is you invite you know, Colt. A few hours into the into the party, every guest needs to stand on the back patio, which will be lit up, and perform a talent. Could be anything. Could be a simple Is this just an know, excuse for you to, party to try trip? again with your mechanical engineering project? Are you gonna try to no, make no, no. your but you just got to do a talent. It could be as simple or as creative as you want. You can have your friends do a little mini sketch. You can do a little musical number. <laughs> do whatever you want. But every guest. What are you going to do? I can't tell you. I have, well, I'm I have not going to go. I have so a mixed bag me. of talents that I pull out for my Gordon Mac talent shows. I've done this before. It's called the Gordon Talent Show Party. And it's great. Oh, jeez. People love it. Who's coming to this? Everyone that I know. These you should come. I'll invite you. You want to come? Colt, well, I'm not come. going. No. No, Colt. I want Colt to come. I want my invite to double in power and go to Colt. I'll get my Type 5 ready. Yeah. See, Colt, because I mean, what happens if is you go to, people... If you go to Gordon's party and do five minutes of stand-up, you will be an absolute legend in my book for all time. You'd awesome. you win the talent show. There's a prize. Give out a prize. I don't know what the prize is yet, but I'll find something. Well, how confident are you in your five? Not at all. I haven't done it in like uh, over a year. Be the perfect audience. Okay. Maybe workshop some stuff. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. I was going to say, I don't really know the audience because I don't know who Gordon's friends are. But you could tailor some jokes specifically to them, but I don't know who they are. Five of them are intramural friends, some coworkers. Okay. You're my friend, Kevin, as much as you don't want to uh, accept that. But, you know, I get it. Why? Well, well, I'm saying I won't be there, though. Uh, Family friendly, uh, maybe, in the beginning. So, Someone says the prize is 10% of your earnings. There you go. Of my, my salary? I don't know if I should do that. 
I'll I'll find ten percent of the remaining um, adult beverages that are left over at the house. You can take home with you. Party gifts. Thomas says Gordon is having a party that he cannot attend. That's funny. <laughs> harsh. That's uh, good. Harsh, harsh. Uh, breezy. This show was odd. LOL. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Yeah. There wasn't much. Trying to do an hour on the Ed Murphy classic and the one marathon at the Commonwealth Games. It's going to be a bit odd. We need more track. <laughs> We're getting it. Yeah. We'll get it soon. Gordon took it off the rails with the on uh, discussion. I think that's – I'm going to blame it on that. Cole, yeah, what, what are the chances you go to this party? And then we'll leave it there. Uh, I'll say 50-50. I, don't, I really don't know like what my calendar is like for the week, but I'll try to come. I don't know if the party's Friday night or Saturday night. I haven't figured that part out. But Okay. Get a commit. Wait to get a commitment from Colt, so he's like, "Ah, sorry. If it was Saturday, I could make it." He's like, "Yo, actually, it's on Saturday. I just changed it." I want you guys to meet in person for the first time when Gordon is hosting a party where there's a talent show involved. I think that'd be great. It'd be fun. Talent show parties. Do, They're great. Do a mess. Have you ever tricks? been to a talent show party? Have you ever been to a talent show party? No, talent shows are just kind of cringy enough in general. So. I've never been to one where there's a party. Where there's a party component to it. Yeah. All right. Well, check podcast at gmail.com. That's the email address. Thanks, everybody, for subscribing. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. See you later.